This is a news laundry podcast and you're listening to NL Hafta. Angrez apna lagan aur news laundry apna hafta kabhi nahi chhodte. Welcome to the Hafta where we have a very special panel today actually. We have our editor-in-chief Madhu Trehan. Hello. We have Hartosh Singh Bal who many subscribers had written in and said we haven't had him for a long time. and i think you guys are feeling that there are too many voices from the right coming which i don't think are enough still but hartosh welcome back our subscribers have been missing you it hasn't been that long i've come here some 30 times again without payment once again <laughs> <laughs> obviously See, subscribers aren't enough i keep saying this subscribers aren't enough so you got to subscribers you want him back you got to get more friends and family to subscribe so we got to pay him cuz eventually see, I, maybe 3 4 years down the line maybe ha, at te, some tell me how much is arna pay per appearance 5000 what is what is this this thing that generally all these other channels but between 3 and 10 right or 3 5 to 10 5 to 10 so i mean we should also be able to get at least give at least 5 that's that's how it should be then we have a managing editor raman hi and i'd like to introduce a very special panelist joining us from the bay area we shall not reveal her name because she doesn't want to be um identified because she's going to be making her you know very candid views clear she's a kashmiri subscriber she now lives in the bay area but uh, she had uh, she had written to us and said she'd like to be a part of the panel because she has lots to say being a kashmiri a first you know a first hand account of someone there she did her schooling at an indian embassy school in the gulf she did her medical education in india and she's after that done all her education in the us but uh, i shall lis- refer to you as a kashmiri subscriber is that okay ks yeah that's perfect did you uh, spend any time in your childhood in kashmir or you just have family there who you visit oh that's a good question so um my family is basically based out of kashmir and so every summer we go down there and it is home okay uh, still and uh, i have spent an extended the maximum i've spent in kashmir is about 6 months i see uh, that was mostly when you know it was some some between the phases of medical school and uh, fellowship and residency and stuff like that i see so and now you're in the us okay so before yes. we start i just have a couple of announ- announcements those of you who are asking us about the media rumble videos about i think 13 or just over a dozen have gone up another dozen will go up over the next week we're going to be uploading two or three every other day also we have a new news laundry sena project up where we are going into who owns which media house which company owns which company which owns which media house like i said it's a very long drawn out procedure when you go to each company and each media house so we like your support in being able to afford that it takes time it takes energy it takes rent and salaries so do go to newslaundry.com click on the top right hand corner to subscribe or click on the nl sena if you want to give us a little more for our nl sena projects so we will talk about kashmir to our subscriber alert subscriber from the us uh, who was of kashmiri origin chidambaram was arrested after a very daring chase over walls and stuff which was quite exciting where the fitness of our cbi was was demonstrated uh, can i interject that? please so there was an interview that uh, his son gave uh, karthi and he was asked that why did he barricade himself hmm. he said he didn't barricade himself hmm. there was no need for them to climb over hmm. and they only had to communicate to him uh, to open the door he was there alone with one uh, staff member who 
possibly they couldn't contact so it was a matter of just not communicate not getting the communication to open the door or maybe i thought police ko ghanti badane ki aadat hi nahi hai <laughs> so they just decided all this drama this is what uh, karthi said so and today as we are recording this chidambaram supreme court his anticipatory bail with no anticipation left because he was already arrested but that came about so he is in jail for the next 4 days in custody um although i do have some comments on the kind of you know when the judges say that the dignity of the what's the word for it should we say accused vi- should we say victim victim if it's of the accused <laughs> the dignity of the accused must be preserved वैसे तो पुलिस किसी की डिग्निटी प्रिजर्व नहीं करता ऐसे परेड करती है सबको ऐसे बंदर के ना नीचे बैठा के सब यू नो लाइक यू पोज वो तब तो कोई डिग्निटी होती नहीं इसकी तो बड़ी डिग्निटी होगी एनी खैर वो दैट रेंट इज फॉर लेटर देन कश्मीर स्कूल्स रीओपन बट एज वट आर रिपोर्टर हु इज ऑन द ग्राउंड आई यूश दैट एल्जास a lot of people he's filed a report are not sending their children to school they said pehle normal se the return ho jaye why should the children be the first one in harm's way which makes a lot of sense they say some landlines have been restored mobile services still have not been restored they had started cable tv but then then disconnected it they must have seen arunab and then uh, former is officer shah fazal actually was detained and his case in the supreme court i was really shocked they said on 3rd september ko sunenge habeas corpus plea to phir fayda kya hua habeas corpus ka उस पर हम थोड़ी चर्चा करेंगे एंड देर सम इंटरनेशनल न्यूज विच यू शैल कम टू लेटर आई गो ओवर दोज हेडलाइंस एंड द रविदास टेंपल डेमोलेशन व्हिच हैज लेड टू मेजर लड़ाई झगड़ा इन दिल्ली इन फैक्ट टू डेज अगो देर वाज दैट एंटायर वेदर इट वाज अ रैली और इट वाज अ प्रोसेशन व्हिच काइंड ऑफ लेफ्ट लॉट ऑफ ब्रोकन कार्स एंड बर्नड मोटरसाइकिल्स इन इट्स वेक वी शैल डिस्कस दैट बट फर्स्ट लेट्स कम टू कश्मीर So let me give you the first word our wonderful subscriber AKS Kashmir subscriber you had written to us you wrote a very impassioned mail uh what do you get from your family if you've spoken to them at all i, I don't know if you've actually been able to speak with them and tell us you know why did you send us that mail well um so i have my parents were there actually and they just returned so i did get to speak to them as very um it was kind of a heartbreaking phone call because my dad probably i think as with any desi parent they've always been entrenched in the politics and particularly if you're a kashmiri parent i mean that's pretty much all you do so i think uh, for them it was just very difficult and he there's a lot of even within the phone calls that we conversations that i had they were concerned that the phones were tapped because it is a kashmir based number and they're like yeah i really don't want to talk about it kind of a conversation so a lot of information i'm getting is really from twitter and um, from people that uh, i am talking to right now he did mention that he's like, so i asked him my first reaction was like so how was it and he was like i don't know how it was I'm, i've been under siege for 15 days so it's hmm. difficult to say what uh, what it has been like so i think it's really sinking in for most of us In fact I saw a tweet today which which is very apt it basically there are two kinds of people in Kashmir right now people who are shocked and hurt and humiliated and the other ones who are like look I told you this was going to happen and so there you go so I think uh, a lot of the people that I know probably belong to the first camp but there is a huge number in the second camp so, so let me let me know, ask you this kind of where it is now why is the sanctity of article 370 such a big deal for you as a Kashmiri personally like for example I mean I'm just trying to understand that how does that one section um 
identify you know why is it central to your identity as a kashmiri why does it hurt so much i think for for most people in kashmir and i'm speaking for you know the valley and um, the surrounding areas it has been for them this has been an ongoing process since 1948 48 since they've been asking for the plebiscite so from their point of view uh, this is just like you know they felt like when they when sheikh abdullah was arrested in 53 it was the start of you know where the indian state betrayed quote unquote the kashmiri sentiment and then when the election was rigged in 87 it was the same thing and then this is just you know the the third and probably the biggest one and and i think the the fact that india has also changed so much in the last 10 years mm-hmm. um, compared to you know the india of 53 and again 87 and now so it is um, just the the way it was done what was done and um, uh, just uh, the fact that for for most kashmiris there is a lot of talk of this is impending genocide and i i've been so hearing a lot of that so basically so what you're saying is there's actually genocide genocide watch has put it out there I mean, so, so what you're not, saying is it's, it's not, not so much just we're saying this stuff but it's not so much section 370 in your minds it is something that this is a first step to that that's that's what you're saying by no, itself it doesn't mean in, anything in our minds it's almost like the third step to the final thing you know what i'm saying so it's this has been happening since 48 and uh, this is just one more uh, so when when the people who are saying we told you so the people who said oh well they already did this twice why would you why did you trust them the third time and then the ones who are shocked are like well, how could they do this to us so for us it is a, a progression of the loss in um, in the faith of the indian constitution which you know i see i don't know how you guys are seeing it Okay, Hartosh, uh, I'll come to you. But I just have this email to read. Uh, after this, please come in with responding to this mail and also to what our subscriber said. This mail is from Arvind Nangalia. He says, um, "Is News Laundry speaking truth to power? I have found that Hafta team quite sensible. Whenever I was confused on what to make of an issue, be it mob lynching, be it to create to create a fair of genuine, or be it caste privilege." The discussion between the right-leaning Anand Vardhan and Madhu Trehan, the left-leaning Manisha Pandey and Ravan Kripal, moderated by the perfect centrist Abhinandan Sekri. Really, you're the first person who's called me a, the first person who's called me a centrist. I love you, Arvind. Usually provided. I think he's the first person who's called me a right-wing. No, you no, play right-wing. No, you have no many. You have because when you made me stand up for national anthem, that kind of was the that you were typecast. That's because because you started school. We went to a movie and I pulled and pulled and we pulled were, until he stood up. I stand till Punjab comes in. and importantly he says hafta panelists are open minded unfortunately this was not the case on the reports and articles on the website after the events of the 5th of august i couldn't wait for the podcast and turned to the news laundry website for an all round coverage on the issue i was bitterly disappointed while the voices of kashmiri muslims are covered where are the voices of people from jammu and ladakh where are the view of people from the rest of india i don't mind if an author is cynical about the indian government and the future but surely there are other authors who want to ask unpleasant questions of kashmir's constitutions its laws its freedom struggle in inverted commas the ethnic cleansing of kashmiri pandits and the very process of insertion of article 370 where are the articles by authors having a different point of view on this complex issue except for one from anand vardhan that appeared after a week i didn't find any when we say truth to power the key word here is truth not ideological opposition to power it isn't mere opposition to bjp because it is in power it is about presenting different points of view on complex issues from hafta 236 i learned from manisha about the ugly triumphalism 
on Indian television news. But if News Laundry was indulging in Congress versus BJP type of water watery with TV media, then that too would be wrong. Ultimately, the public loses out, which really defeats the whole purpose of news. I hope the News Laundry website will rise to match the diversity of opinion and the open-mindedness of Hafta. Regards, Arvind Nangalia. Well, Arvind, uh, I'll let um, Hartosh take some of your questions, but on just about the website's representation, I actually agree with you, and Raman, so you can also come in after Hartosh, that, you know, we just have about four full-time on-ground reporters. The rest of the people, you know, also contribute to the desk. Although we do have one story about the Kashmiri Pandit experience, which Rahul Kotial has done, which is on the website. I agree that there's no one in Ladakh, but when we send just one person, we have the budget for only one person, it's obvious we'll send that person to the valley. We will not send a person to Ladakh. But Raman sir, I don't know. Can we get more write-ups from Ladakh? No, no. See, after 370, where was the action? That's what we need to As take. a news professional. As a news professional. There was no action in Jammu. There was no action in... I mean, the whatever reaction which was coming from Jammu was obvious. Hmm. And the, but wasn't the reaction of Kashmir Valley also obvious? Huh? Wasn't the no, but the violence, the the situation of violence, the army. I army, guess what you're saying is, twenty thousand troops have been deployed the, in the valley, the not in the Jammu. The siege has happened in Srinagar, in the valley. Hmm. The siege hasn't happened in Jammu and Ladakh. Okay. Okay. So the obvious that was the obvious choice for uh, us. Uh, just address this and and look. What is our duty as journalists? We were walking in and trying to report from Kashmir our organization, yours, whatever organization, in a certain climate. What was that climate? That climate was that 370 has been in some ways nullified. The technicalities are such that I won't get into it. Uh, there was a psychological importance of 370 in the Kashmiri mind that we must always pay attention to forget the practicalities of it. It was what made the linkage with India tenable in any sense. And that had been snapped. Uh, we were told on primetime television with no dissenting voices that by Amit Shah and Narendra Modi that this has been done for the good of Kashmiris. Hmm. Then uh, it, for their benefit, for their progress, for what has gone wrong with their valley. Uh, we were also told that this has been done for the benefit of people that otherwise this government never cares about manual scavengers, Dalits, minorities. Right. He, he made they, a long list of all no, the that the, minor, they don't get. A country job. that has never bothered about minority rights, so suddenly very bothered about minorities in the valley. Hmm. What was our duty? What was primetime TV covering? Primetime TV was covering exactly this. And we were being told by reporters who I don't know how they can show their faces today that Kashmiris were happy with this decision. Yeah. In that context, where are you going to go and send? people you need to know is the government lying to us are these reporters lying to us what is being done that is in the context in which we were reporting it was our job to get the voice of the valley out first and everything else will then follow and if we are to talk about Ladakh there is also the voice of Kargil in Jammu itself the disparate voices obviously we will never be able to represent those but the most important point in terms of reportage given the climate that had been created by the government mm. I am ashamed of the Indian media we are back to the stage I remember in 84 when violence was happening that we had to turn to the BBC to find out what the truth was. And we are there again, except that now that they're they are journalists who are discrediting the BBC. BBC and as well. We did the story. Madhu, your view on, on you know, what Arvind had mailed, uh, the email. Yeah, the th thing is that taking uh, what Hartush said, I think uh, I fail to understand uh, the lack of uh, 
foresight in the Modi government that when you get into this kind of suppression of the media, I'm not talking about controlling law and order in Kashmir, that's separate. But when you are controlling the reporting of what is happening in any area, uh, I'm surprised that they don't have the foresight that one way or the other, journalists will report and they will find ways to report. And when it comes out, uh, which counter uh, counters the narrative that they're putting out, I think it weakens their position rather than if they just allowed it to be reported in a regular way. I think if they had the, the foresight to understand that if they let it get reported any way that everybody wants to, all kinds of stories will come out, not only just that the Kashmiris are being harassed or silenced or whatever. There'll be other stories also that will come out that will balance it. So it just doing this suppression of news, I think, is counterproductive for their own um, purpose. So what you're saying is, but and that also is part of the reason that it's Ladakh is not getting the coverage, Jammu is not getting the coverage. The part that they want exactly. to hide is what gets the exactly. coverage. Exactly. So there's really this, and then it makes the Western media go into that stereotypical thing of this suppressed, that suppressed, and, you know, uh, human rights violations and all that. And I think the Western press, especially the American and the British, are the last people who should complain about suppression of human rights because it has happened periodically in their own governments and periodically in their own uh, actions. And governments like Margaret Thatcher completely muzzled the British press during the Irish problem. The Americans have done it related to Hawaii in Puerto Rico, there's a counter, this thing on every country that's done it when it suits them. I'm not saying they're not entitled to criticize us, fine. But I think that there is, the Modi government has to understand that I would hope they would, wish they would understand that if they allowed that kind of freedom, they won't be as damaged as they imagine. Okay. Um, Can I just come in here and say one thing? I would be loath as an Indian journalist to be told because Indians are doing certain things in Kashmir that I shouldn't talk about Ireland or Trump. Hmm. You know, so the media does not get dictated by what one country is doing in its own internal boundaries. Hmm. My simple question with regard to the BBC, is what they are reporting right or wrong? I could care less what they were doing in other places. And they were reporting what is right. That's why their role is important in that context. And also, I think on that, uh, I think we discussed that last week, that a lot of journalists had egg on their face because after defending and attacking the BBC in the beginning on its authenticity, when the Minister of Home said actually that happened, then of course they vanished. And also, okay, the BBC uh, never sorry. actually gave away their source, which they're entitled to yeah, not give. The footage and which is fine, but that also is a little... Now, a Kashmiri question. subscriber, you know, I'm going to ask you this one question. In the present context, it may um, appear insensitive, but I do think it needs to be asked. Uh, you know, when, um, I mean, and this is not the what about re-angle, but because Hafta, we discuss all aspects and we like to, you know, put it all out there so we shouldn't be self-conscious about what we discuss there's a news track video that is suddenly doing the rounds when madhu you had done when the kashmiri exodus happened the pandit exodus happened so um the embarrassment is it is the pmo's facebook page that picked it up and put it <laughs> yeah so so you're a pmo uh, mouthpiece that, now Except that to me is frightening 25 years ago so this is A for one people who said did not the media cover it. Actually, if you see that report and hopefully we'll put pieces of it up as a critique on our website. 
a very extensive almost a documentary film of half an hour was done on the kashmiri pandit exodus my question to you um uh kashmiri subscriber is <laughs> the the i'll refer to you as ks because we won't give any you know i have spoken to several kashmiri pandits who actually fled from there and while uh, in punjab you know when the cuz my own family is from punjab you know when patala and all that when they fled there was there was not a feeling that that the majority wanted them out of there everyone was shit scared of the terrorists so people wouldn't really speak up it didn't have the the support that you know when you go and occupy your house is this narrative true and does it need to be addressed that when this entire intimidation of the kashmiri pandit happened did the regular folk who are not separatists actually stoke that fire rather than try to quell it so uh, when that happened i can um... So I, I'm a minority in this country, right? So when uh, they put up the Muslim ban here, you had people from Google and people from all of these places going to the airport and saying uh, that we will not allow this. And mm. you know, at that moment, I thought, like, why did we not do this for the when the pundits were when this was happening? Mm. So I did ask a lot of people because I was physically not on the ground in January of 1990, and I did not have any pundit friends, so I can't speak for any mm. any reference that mm. they might have given me. but I, i can tell you everybody universally said that everybody that i know would be and this is generally the thing like you said people who are scared for themselves hmm. because people who are harassing the pandits had guns hmm. and so it was a lot of that was uh, pretty much i would say i have yet to meet you know very there must be i'm sure they exist but that's a minority i think majority of kashmiri muslims were more scared for themselves with the change in the milieu of the place rather than uh, were anti pandit uh, to the point of wanting to wanting to you know let that um, migration happen um, but again it was still a really dark chapter and uh, hmm. i you know it's we're still kind of dealing with the fallout from that so and you know there's a fantastic podcast that amit verma has put out seen and unseen it's a two and a half hour conversation with um, raghavan shri 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 nath raghavan Difficult name for a Punjabi, you know. Difficult name for a Punjabi. Har Tosh, Har Tosh, the the first opportunity he gets, he takes a ticket. Shrinath Raghavan, but although I'm I'm half Tamil, but nevertheless, I did not know Jammu used to be majority Muslim as well. So the fear that there will be a complete demographic change is not unfounded because it has happened once in Jammu. From a Muslim majority place, it's become a Muslim minority, and I'm also curious. to know how the ladakhis will react cuz uh, many of you who've been long time listeners of hafta you know my first love affair was with ladakh it is the first project that we did once i quit news track um and we started our production house and that documentary won a, a couple of awards which is why small screen started uh so i've you know i've visited ladakh regularly and i can tell you for sure that there will be very large section of ladakh you'll say law ho gaya si apa aa gaye sare wahan land khareedna jo bhi hai because I remember the guys who were our porters when we had done that trek, and uh, they had said that you know after the three idiots came, the last shot was on Sumorari. It's this lake there, and they said ever since that stupid film came, all these tourists have come and made a filth of it here, and they were not happy. I'm wondering, is notwithstanding our uh, very sweet Ladakh MP's moving speech. after which he made that gaffe that see now jammu and kashmir they even been discussed in the un modi ji ki wajah se pehle se yahan bhi nahi discuss hota tha do you think it will come to bite the dakis in the ass and they'll say oh shit what do we and secondly 
this entire thing of an actual change of demographic is it possible and if so is it a problem look the demographic change in independent india has been used as a communal tool to balance minds you think in a country which has a majority of 80% hindus that you are going to countenance a demographic change anywhere which is permanent which goes the other way it is not going to happen it is going to create a pushback in any sense and there's no evidence for it anywhere happening so i mean what happened in jammu was that there was communal violence that drove muslims out hmm. from that if the hindus are going to get afraid that the muslims have been driven out that is really doesn't make much logical sense hmm. as an argument the second question is whether the ladakhis or anybody else will regret it first of all see we have forgotten this whole aspect of 370 in terms of what it psychologically represented we've come down to looking at it as some empowering provision for buying land which has to do with the other changes that have come with 370 and we've discussed this before in other places that this is true of all the hill states if hmm. himachal allowed all punjabis to buy land there would be no himachal left today hmm. the first demands that have come out of jammu is they already want jammu not valley because no person in his or her right mind today is going to go buy land in the valley yeah you might as well invest <laughs> in the stock market of india <laughs> or in the rupee yeah. i i think somebody suggested that if amit shah is really serious he has a businessman son who should go live and invest in the valley i think it would really be a good sign of what he really means what he's saying hmm. uh, the question is the jammu people want restrictions on buying of land in jammu because the real threat is that there will be punjabis the west punjabi migrants who have settled in jammu now have right to buy land and there are demands from that's why jammu leaders have been put in house arrest not because they have a problem with this government they are under house arrest because they are voicing exactly this demand mm. that we want a land alienation law Mm. Uh, the ladakhis will soon want the same law yeah, themselves and the kargilis are not very happy with the ladakhis welcoming it so you can go on exactly. ad infinitum in this india is fractal so mm. if some person is happy you can always find somebody who is unhappy and that is a selective trope that modi has been deliberately using and getting two people to report from kashmir and uh, ladakh and saying they are happy yeah mm. madhu your view of uh, i would like to t- you to talk about the pmo discovered that or that facebook page which is very pro modi discovered that video of yours news track which you did of the kashmiri pandits migration or the them having to run away uh, a now can you say if someone does what about re where were you when the kashmiri can you say fucker i reported it shut up and point to the pmo's facebook page and tell us about that reportage how many reports did you do how many reporters went on the ground there and Re, just revisit it for many of our young listeners who have no idea of the 80s no, i think there were over 10 15 reports on kashmir different angles of it and everything i remember one report by uh, uh, manoj also where he interviews this little boy whose father is in prison hmm. i mean that's heartbreaking a muslim boy whose father has been picked up as a as a terrorist hmm. um th- there were huge number of reports you know Kal- alpana did a, a lot yeah. of them she interviewed a kashmiri pandit who was still in the custody of the militants who'd yes. been kidnapped raina he'd been kidnapped she went and she interviewed him while the crpf security forces were still looking for them she interviewed it him, him came back custody. and we put out the story and then of course they contacted contacted us to 
राजीव गांधी टाइम you know as you know we f- we were the first to show them on camera that they were militants otherwise they were, they were existing they were, and, they, and buta they singh that they were militants buta singh and farooq abdullah who went to rajiv gandhi and told him that madhutrayan has to be arrested for this because they don't exist and she's drumming up these this thing hmm. and he told them to run along of course we weren't arrested hmm. but uh, after that subsequently we did show militants interviews everything he interviewed uh, bitta karate who said he would even kill his mother if yeah i remember so, that interview so there are a lot of interviews but i think the main thing is that people have to see that in the context that we were the only ones doing it we were always in trouble with the government who was in power whichever government it was hmm. and but the the government did not shut us down yeah that's, that's the, the difference main thing. Yeah. now they now they, they want to finish you basically access for a hmm. little while hmm. you know and then because we were the only ones they also needed us जब उनको सो दे वुड गिव द इंटरव्यूज दे वुड ब्रेक डाउन थोड़ी देर गुस्सा बाबा हो गए फिर दैन दे रिकवर सो ठीक है बट द मेन थिंग इज दैट इट वॉज वी ऑलवेज गॉट फॉल आउट फ्रॉम द गवर्नमेंट फॉर डूइंग आई मीन वी वर नॉट पॉपुलर विद एनी गवर्नमेंट इन पावर ऑफ द बिगेस्ट चेंजेस नाउट रीजन वाई वी गॉट अवे विद इट वॉज वी हैड ह्यूज पब्लिक the people believed in what we were doing and because we had that public support the government was wary about doing anything to us personally mm. to the organization or to me personally so that is something that is missing today because the public is disillusioned by the media seeing them all as modi ke godi mein or uh you know uh, so everyone is categorized like this uh, subscriber says i'm right wing left wing people have just decided that they're going to categorize everybody mm. and that is half the problem because now the media does not uh, have that support and the government is free to do whatever they like to the media nobody is going to come out and support people like pranoy and radhika or um raghav bell or any other journalist or news organization that is uh, chased by the by the government hmm. i mean i hope i may try to wishful thing i do think it's transitory uh, i think the bhadku will bhadku indian will rise just need the right trigger but uh, i know it's very late for you there rks a subscriber uh, before we let you go um, just just give me an idea of do you consider yourself indian 
I have, I've really been struggling with that a lot for the last, uh, I don't know, since August 5th. I mean, I really feel like I got, you know, hit by a truck. Before that, you considered uh, yourself Indian before August 5th? I think I I think if you if you had given me the plebiscite, so I think what the problem is that the narratives are very different on two sides. I think when you're in India, you get this whole Akhand Bharat and uh, Atu Tang and all of that. Hmm. And I I like I said, I did go to an Indian Indian embassy school and I did go to college in India. And then when you go to Kashmir, the the narrative is completely different. That we seceded through the article and it is a temporary article till we get plebiscite because Jawaharlal Nehru told us that we were going to get plebiscite. Hmm. And of course, you can say that Nehru is a bad guy and all of that. He's the boogeyman. But the bottom line is, it was a treaty between two states. So hmm. we believed that the state would honor the treaty. And I think all of us have been on that. You know, whoever believed it, like I said, they. I was one of the believers that someday maybe we'll get to have plebiscite. And I and you know, this is an exercise I think most Kashmiris go through regularly. Every six months, would take a poll. What would we vote for today if we got plebiscite? I would have probably said uh, um, uh, more autonomy within the Indian state. Hmm. I don't think I'll say that today. Which is, you know, which is my truth. Okay. And, so you would consider uh, self. You would find very hard pressed to find anybody who will say that today. Do you think the very few people in India in Kashmir who would say that we would consider ourselves Indian? I mean, even the ones like you. Very few, very few. I mean, I don't. Maybe some guy is going to get something from the fallout, like Junaid Mattu and some of these other guys. And you know, I'm sorry, maybe I shouldn't be naming names because I don't know what their personal story is. But um, generally, I, I think. As a mass, we feel uh, we feel like uh, this is just a travesty. In in the sense that, like like Hartosh said, it said it's basically it was it was a treaty between two countries. You unilaterally snapped the treaty. You caged us in this horrible manner, and then you have the audacity to tell us that hey, you're too dumb to know what's good for you. So I'm going to tell you that this is uh, for progress. This is for this. This is for that. I mean, I'm an adult. How, how do you expect me to react? I don't think uh, any adult in the right. I mean, we, if I did this to Delhi or I did this to Tamil Nadu, I think the reaction would be the same. They would all question, really, are we really Indian? So, I mean, and Kashmir was already kind of, you know, hmm. it was it never had bought into that allegiance in the first place because it was waiting for the plebiscite. If you get out of India and you Google the map of India, it does not have Kashmir no, that, that as it is displayed even, within India. So, within I mean, it. what I'm saying is that narratives are so different. This is going too far. That is that people who border the two narratives have a hard time. But even within it's India, ridiculous. if you do that Google, that's okay. Can that's I put fine. on record, hmm. um, dear KS? Hmm. Certainly empathize with your sentiments as a Kashmiri. However, I do feel must put on record that in the UN resolution in the Security Council, where as regards the plebiscite, it is. Subject to all occupied forces leaving Kashmir, both yeah, POK and Indian Correct. Kashmir. Yeah. So until that happens, there would be no plebiscite, and that is why until that is vacated, until all foreign for not all uh, armed forces didn't say foreign forces mm. armed forces leave both states, then a plebiscite can be taken. Yeah, but the that's in the in the resolution. Yeah, it is of course, and in the plebiscite there is. I mean, there are a few. In fact, our podcast on Kashmir had that. But the thing about plebiscite is, and uh, that seen and unseen podcast has some really interesting bits on it, that, I mean, the plebiscite, like KS said, that, I mean, the reason they won't even want a plebiscite is that today if there is a plebiscite, I don't think there is much doubt that it will be in favor of, you know, at least the the, the POK would, may vote in favor of Pakistan. Like, we cannot be sure. But even when this whole thing happened, Junagadh, 
did not choose India, but we took it anyway. So the point is that a certain amount of real politic did take over. Um, but in today's day and age, isn't the most practical solution keeping what is the line of control as as the international border and just getting on with everybody's lives? I mean, why would that not be acceptable to all? See, I think if you want to dissect the Kashmir dispute, we can keep on for the next two years talking here, nothing will get done. I think as K.S. said, the important point in what she said, and let's pay attention to that, that today if you ask a Kashmiri, would they want autonomy within the Indian state? Now they won't say yes. They would. Till I can tell you six months back, before the 370, and that's what I mean by the psychological disruption of what has been created. All of us, when we spoke to my Kashmiri friends, everybody eventually envisaged that the solution to the Kashmir issue would be greater autonomy with certain relaxations of movement across the border on the LOC. Hmm. This was what everybody was working towards, which is why I am saying that what Modi and Amit Shah have done has no strategic or security sense. And let's also focus on that because if we are talking of national interest, let us, all our counterinsurgency our belief of dealing with various parts of the country have taught us one thing, please operate through the local police, please act through a local government. Yeah. In Punjab at the worst of times with 10% vote, you put the Singh government in place. They have gone counter to that, to a model which has never worked anywhere where the army is to impose the will of the people. Including the Northeast. I, including the Northeast. Yeah. So that is my point, that these, the Modi, Shah, Doval, Trinity, are, let me use the word, with great sincerity, are misleading us to focus on Kashmir. They are not interested in improving the state of Kashmir. They are trying to get support back to coordinate Hindu majority, continue in the same pattern of politics that they have practiced ever since 2002. For them, Kashmir is the means to an end. They couldn't care less about any Kashmiri. Or the Kashmir. Why, why we had to go to Kashmir? Precisely for this, because the by scrapping 370, they were addressing the nation. The nation is speaking, the Kashmir is not. So, so Kashmiris who are the most affected people. So, that's why we have to send a reporter there. We have to there. send a reporter So, Ladakhis are still speaking, but there was no. So, that is, I hope, dear subscriber, that explains. Thank you so much, Kears, for joining us. I still um, hope that you consider yourself Indian at some point, if not this week, maybe next hafta. Every hafta I will try to convince you why it's a good idea. But uh, yeah, there's more in life to look forward to than to feel bad about. I, I, don't, I don't know if I can say that as a Kashmiri right now. I think this yeah. is really, um, and you know, I'm not speaking for the people of Ladakh or, you know, the southern part of Jammu province. But I think uh, I think there are a lot of great people in India who have said, who have said all the right things. And there are many hartoshes and I really appreciate them saying that. But uh, I think, if somebody doesn't see the pain this has caused to the Kashmiri, uh, to the Kashmiris in general, and to the resolution of the Kashmir problem, because at the end of the day, we're the one who are living with it. I think it's, um, you know, it's some. It's they need to think about it a little bit more. All right. And uh, but there's and, only uh, thank you for there are not for many hartoshes. There's only one hartosh. There's only one hartosh, as Madhu says. There's only one hartosh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Thanks. Thanks, Kes. Thank Good night. Sleep well. Good night. Okay, we have one more email. This is from Vikas Chell. Actually, we have several more, but this is the next one I'm going to read. Vikas says, DNL Hafta team, firstly, I appreciate your dedication and commitment to the work you people are doing and letting us access one of the finest articles, reports, well, podcasts. This is regarding a comment by Abhinandan Hafta 236 regarding the inner line permit in the Northeast states. 
Having served in those areas based on my experience, I would like to bring out that as per my opinion, the cause for which it was brought by Britishers is still relevant to a great extent as these areas are highly vulnerable to exploitation of its natural resources, especially timber. Also, we people from the mainland are highly indifferent and lack any inclination towards understanding the culture and lifestyle of indigenous people. And I know exploitation of these resources are still taking place due to corruption, but removing the inner line permit regulations will open gates for exploiters and carry out activities with impunity, as has happened in states like Odisha and Jharkhand, or for that matter, in any other state. Keep up the good work. I'm a subscriber and will continue to subscribe. V Chahal. Thank you, Mr. Chahal. Uh, so, you know, what you were saying, Hartosh, it's not just a question of real estate. Um, the fact is that, you know, there'd be exploitation. I had made a comment earlier that I think it's very untenable for one country to have different rules that you can't plant here And it's inevitable. And for that reason, I also find it strange because when we had gone to shoot in Arunachal and all those, I had to apply for an ILP. It was easier for me to get a U- US visa than get an ILP. Because you know how the government says, this is not, that is not. I mean, you have applied online, they'll call you one day for the embassy, interview, ho gaya. yes, no, bye, maybe. Or the home minister comes in, then the production 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 comes in. So I had said that you'll have to remove ILP also, because that's the next logical thing, na, that if you remove this, then ILP also remove it. I should be allowed to, you know, purchase land in my hometown, Dehradun, where I can't, you know, beyond whatever 200 square yards. So, does that make sense? Or that two, these are two different things? That's a bad expectation. That's a bad equivalence. This idea that you want to have uniform citizenry, then give up this idea that it is a diverse country. First of all, you know, I mean, then why, why not focus with laws that have distinguished bloody the kind of meat that I eat? I mean, I want tenderloin served on the table. Why am I being imposed something or the other? You know, you can keep dissecting this. That's not the point. We have to go by. Th- I understand why the hill states land alienation is there in Himachal. I understand because I live in Punjab. I know what it will do to that state to suddenly open it to real state purchase. From It is as citizens, we must understand the concerns of different parts of this country. I am okay I am willing to wait till I travel outside the country to eat my beef because it's hurt somebody's sensibility. You, fine, we will live with that. In the same way, what happens to us wherever, and this in particular, the Modi government has exploited, where Muslim sensibilities are concerned, where Muslim majority is involved, suddenly this spirit of tolerance not only is disappearing, it is being used in a target fashion to exploit a mob for democracy. That is hmm. the problem with what is happening. No, but I, one thing I definitely agree with on Hartosh is that, um, and this, you know, from all the many amazing journalists who had covered Kashmir at Newstrack, and I spoke to some of them, and having spoken to many other people, I don't think, like uh, Hartosh said, even Mr. Shah and Modi are under any illusion that this will resolve the problem of cause peace. Matlab, aapke Bharat ke havan mein Kashmir ki ahuti hai ki bhai. I think it's that. But now let's just move on to this whole Chidambaram fracas, Madhu. Uh, just deserts, eh? the Operation Green Hunt and many journalists who can't stand Modi. Here, this is where I say that hate is almost as powerful as emotion as love. I know so many people who can't stand Modi, but they are very thrilled with, the, with what is being done to Chidambaram. Because as Home Minister... He was so nasty, so nasty. In fact, uh, Dhanyas tweeted that he snatched her phone and threw it. And she just never went to interview him after that. 
he was a he was a, he was a horrible man i mean as as home minister even even as ministry of uh, finance. Uh, finance minister mm. uh, irs officer who is heading ed mm. the director i'm forgetting his name he worked under <laughs> mr chidambaram he and he's, uh, he's 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 trying to you know get everything and he's his plan i mean i think 2 3 days ago he also gave an informal note to each journalist who visited last nikal rahe but hum kya kya karne ja rahe hain iske but i will i will say this ki if if karma truly comes back to bite you in the ass i can't wait for 5 years from now sabka there's lot of karma to go around all over i said it might be 10 15 years but eventually ha madhu this entire was it a made for tv drama did in your view i think so i think a lot of it was made for tv drama but i think what uh, is not surprising is the little support chidambaram has got from uh, the major public Mm. The only he's support he's got, man. I mean, he only he's support he's got is from the Congress Party uh, and and his members and everything and mm. that that's all. But even within the Congress Party, not that many. He's got the mm. the lawyers who have they were not uh, getting along. In fact, during uh, when they were when UPA was in power, but now they're they're his lawyers. So it, that's also a very funny uh, situation. Mm, they were always at loggerheads. Yeah, and um, but. Uh, whether there's truth to what um what he, they've been accused of uh, one interview that i saw karti chidambaram in he also uh, some the question asked him wh- whether uh, what about all your properties in london that you have bought uh, five flats or something like that and so he said look somebody can say i own the white house how do i disprove that i own it hmm. they have to prove that i own it i can't prove that i don't own something when i don't own it i don't right. have so that is a point so i think what they come up with in terms of charges will be interesting indrani mukherjee's uh testimony is is fascinating of what she's come up with karti chidambaram denies every bit of it says he's never met her hmm. but so again nothing of that has been corroborated so but that far. may be true she she doesn't have to meet him to actually pay his company i mean but she says she met Achha, she, okay, she, she says she met him so there's a rashman here who's telling the truth well, because yeah. uh, I mean, no her her statement uh, i think uh, she is an approver now yes. and she has given this statement under section 60, 164 yes uh, but uh, you know it needs to be corroborated so it hasn't been corroborated so far and and the investigation is on for the past 2 years 12 times chidambaram has been uh, interrogated karti has also been uh, you know interrogated and he was put behind bar also so all of a sudden i think it is more like a vendetta so what because is because i i think that the cbi doesn't i mean if you leave cbi alone they don't work like this cbi they're very good officers out there what they do they first very quietly they set the, they, they they find the entire trail and after finding the trail then they then they come to make you. up a case against suppose but in all political cases before setting up a trail they just start uh, doing you know these kind of uh, exercise climbing the wall so what if peter mukherjee corroborates it hmm peter mukherjee what value will that have because he's also no see nothing see if somebody makes a statement under section 164 it is valuable Mm-hmm. I'll say, but it needs to be corroborated further. You have to have paper trail, which, uh, which hasn't happened. As you yet. need 
independent proof that the yes. meeting took place yes. in whichever way it does. For example, I mean, 2G's camp, Anil Ambani, I mean, there was so many things. Haan, but sab, no one haan. is in jail. Kya hua? Everyone, Kanimori, Raja, everyone's... Kushmini? I mean, there we had Ranjit Sinha meeting uh, Tony ah. J. Sudarshan. Every time he had some private conference hmm. every day and we have records of everything. Yes. Hmm. All that has disappeared. So there's a certain convenience. All the cases that are proceeding against people stop as soon as they join the BJP. Hmm. You know, you can look at Mukul Roy, for example, what has happened to that case. You can pick up many examples. And the question here is simply that, yeah, obviously there's not much reason to be sympathetic to Chidambaram. What we have to sympathetic to is the idea of whether the rule of the law, and exactly. that has already yeah. been screwed over many times and under this otherwise, government. otherwise, I mean, they can do this to anyone on anything. Na? Matlab, and uh, I mean, I think the... What we have to point out to Mr. Chidambaram, I couldn't care less whether he was a good person or a bad person. Whether he was a good minister or bad minister is what should concern us. That hmm. I mean, there were cases against a certain Mr. Amit Shah if they had been probed with the necessary care by a good home ministry. <laughs> I mean, that this day might not have come, you know, quite simply. <laughs> no, but I find it, other than the fact that, you know, people are so happy about Chidambaram being treated the way he is, what I find fascinating is that those who are opposed to Modi are at least speaking up when Modi is in power. Those who could not stand Chidambaram uh, and who I know for a fact a very loud voice on prime time who we all know who I'm talking about had been threatened personally by Mr. Chidambaram who at that time put his tail between his legs and wagged off and kissed ass happily today roars on prime time. Uh, I find that amusing that while this guy was in power who you hated so much and I think that is where the venom comes from. See, I, I, I think for a lot of the anti-Modi anger, it is a very even anger because you never held it back, right? And you're not holding it back now when he's in power. The anti-Congress and anti-Chidambaram anger, these guys for 10 years had to pretend to kiss their ass. So now when they don't have to pretend, the gussa aata hai na, what double triple okay aata hai. Well, it's not I only th- I mean, I, I, I know, I, I'm sure, I hope you know who I'm talking about, who famously a call was made to that primetime anchor and said, dude, pipe down, I'll kick your ass. He said, yes, sir, right away, sir. And he did that. <laughs> Today, he's thundering on primetime. They are like a lynch mob. They are cowards. Because what will happen eventually, as I said, not five, ten, whatever, whenever this administration and this system of people will go out, when the time comes to question the Congress or whatever opposition, they'll be, they, no, we'll only be, doing they, it. They'll be asking us to do it for yeah. them because they are cowards to begin with. That is why they are carrying favor with this lot, you know, this dirty I lot. I, mean, the, I completely agree. Even at that time, I remember I've given this example many times. Proven cowards, that's for sure. Proven cowards. Proven cowards, that's true. So, uh, those of you wondering what this whole Chidambaram case is, we are putting out a really good explainer video because there are three separate cases. One is a case, Peter Mukherjee and Indrani Mukherjee are in prison for allegedly she murdering her daughter and he being an accomplice. That is one case, which is murder, criminal. There is another case of this INX Media, which was their company, was given a certain amount of FDI approval and they got more than that. That is an ED case, it's an economic offense and the case that Chidambaram has gone in is a criminal case and that is a third case so a lot of discussions I see around they are like clubbing all three cases together they are three separate cases hopefully our explainer video will explain that so so, so I mean an under under trial hmm. for murder has given a statement and has become an approver for another case uh, Abhi, she's so, in jail so for how the credible murder. it is you need to <laughs> uh, 
तो या दैट वुड बी इंटरेस्टिंग बट आई आई विल से दिस दैट यू नो इवन इन एंड आई लाइक टू मूव टू द केस ऑफ प्रनॉय रॉयज केस ना ऑफकोर्स देर आर मैनी जर्नलिस्ट हु आई डोंट थिंक अंडरस्टैंड द बेसिक्स ऑफ आई द क्राइम और इकोनॉमिक्स और आई द इट्स द सेम ई डी केस दैट इज इंग मेड इन टू क्रिमिनल केस इट इज नॉट एनी न्यू डेवलपमेंट दैट इज हैपन अदर दैन इट इज बींग हैंडेड ओवर एंड बींग ऑल्सो इन्वेस्टिगेटेड फॉर क्रिमिनैलिटी so uh, those of you who have read a few pieces saying oh new case it's not a new case it's the same case except that now in addition to it is cbi is also going to be investigating it for a criminal offense now i found it fascinating that some of the prime time anchors were saying these are the list of properties that karthi chidambaram has now a whether he has them or whether he doesn't how is that relevant is it illegal to have those properties is the question and then and we have found out that one of these companies is in holland it has been is in holland and holland one company is and holland he said fucking holland four times in five four minutes i was like okay other than that what do you have it is not against a lot of these companies in holland what i'm saying is that i, I think this, the one thing i'm cynical about is that you know that people at least believed journalists or journalism generally I think today they are not interested it's not like they don't know that they're talking shit I have friends who I discuss with and I disprove what they said saying that this is a real story what you saying they say oh ha huh. and then I see them posting the same thing on Facebook after having been told it's fake why because they want to just win an ideological point of view they hmm. I don't think they give a shit about what is true and what is not and I think that is most dangerous there is also a report out which I think Times of India carried where um an agency has done this research that fake news also people have you are getting fake memories i mean they've internalized fake news to an extent that they remember when this happened like mm-hmm. you know i know that that so, very often people do that so uh, it's um, so yeah i i don't think you can solve it and what they're doing with the ndtv case and a very willing media is perpetuating that without telling us what there is to it or even you know this this those whole i mean i'm no fan of karthi's but you can't look if you starting this this person has there's 10 houses so what the fuck does that mean what does it have to do with anything 4 o'clock all the reporters they go to ed office and to the cbi headquarters mm. 4 o'clock mm. so they all they all of them are being fed you know with the same information and still parleges thing and is going down and this thing with property that thing it, biscuit, it came uh, it came it came uh, day before hmm. the ed director had given the entire list of properties that we have seen hmm. some of them i mean sealed some of them hmm. and uh, these are the properties he has approved <laughs> we have issued the la- we are going to issue not issued hmm. we are going to issue letter rogatory and also we are seeking the permission from the ministry par sab ne wo chala diya wo sab ne chala diya bhai hai na to matlab ki now now the 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 emphasis was less on the letter rogatory <laughs> the emphasis was so more on the fact know, that he owns this this uh, 60 minutes has done recently last week 60 minutes on cbs has done a program on her 20 minutes on maria rasa of the philippines and uh, interviewed her at length and how uh, dueto Dreto went after her, and one of the things she explains is how, what is called turfing, how the government, she had teams in her office trace all the fake media posts, social media posts on Facebook and on uh, Twitter, and how she saw, uh, she tabulated how the build up happens against you. 
so slowly it starts with one tweet and then another anonymous tweet and and all these are you know planted by the government mm. and then it bec- snowballs into something very big until somebody's saying that rape maria ressa until she dies in public and it re- then she's getting 90 threats an hour every- and it's mm. all traced directly to government props see see mm. there is a tragedy Madhu is referring to 60 minutes. Actually, Maria Risa has told News Laundry this. I yeah. spoke to her last year. In There's the, a full video at, where at all this is. Yes, we invited her. Yes, we invited her. Yes, we invited her. That's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. In <laughs> fact, you should watch Hartosh's uh, interview no, with Maria. In this one, she details the manner in which they tracked everything. That's why she it's worth a watch. She had a presentation at the beginning of this talk where she's broken down yes. exactly how they set up this yeah. thing. Yeah, I remember and watching that. That is just. And in fact, now, I mean, after you. learn from after your interview with her they really went after uh, her with uh, yeah. this thing so the all the other people who held shares you know who just gave the shares back they forfeited the shares but yet she carried on i mean she is very brave but she had 100 people working then she had two two hmm. so um no but uh, you know coming back to this whole thing of the new cbi case against pranoy roy i'm just curious what does the panel think and you know let's start from left to right hmm. what do you think we are trying to what do you think they're trying to achieve because I, what i know of the case and you also know that much i think it is quite easy to show a sebi violation in the case and how you know ownership was mm. transferred without hartosh has done a story on it we've done a story on it but the criminality i find it highly unlikely they'll be able to establish any so it's just to teach the rest of us a lesson that everybody who steps out of line cuz i can't understand what is the purpose of this first of all the cbi uh, is never supposed to you know uh, they rarely handle private cases only when the government money is involved mm. with the private uh, party then they used to take up these cases but they never used to handle private so it's not cases. normal for this mm. is not normal a b such cases have happened in the past in fact uh, the most glaring case which i know about anil ambani hmm. uh, he had uh, you know moved around 1900 crore rupees uh, of public money you know to britain and from britain to france okay france he started is he set up one shell company and there was a french guy who was the director of that the same money was sent back to uh india mm. sh- shown as investment into his uh, you know companies and that's how his shares just went up mm. so this was detected mm. uh the british judge gave a uh, judgment so this, this, against this him. matter went to the british courts yeah okay it went to the british courts and the british judge called him uh, a fraud an indian capitalist who's a fraud Mm. who he has done all this they have named it's recorded it's recorded everything is recorded there is mm. a judgment mm. now the sebi took cognizance of that judgment they find him 50 crore rupees mm. okay so they find him they were not whether he's paid or not if We you if you read the judgment mm. judgment is very clearly telling you that it's a criminal case he's a fraud he's done fraud Okay hmm. so that case and that 50 crore whether it was paid or not we are not yeah, I am no. not aware I filed the story when SEBI had fined 50 crore hmm. so after that I didn't uh, But there is no criminal I charge on that it. they might have given an application to SEBI to please reduce so SEBI might have on the slide they may may have reduced like hmm. Kapil Sibal had done it 
you know once for anil ambani hmm. the fine was 650 crore his his uh, telecom company hmm. the fine was 650 crore kapil sibal reduced it to 6 crore hmm. so so they do it they hmm. do it very often okay so they all are part of the same system so in this particular case also uh, our ndtv case it is there's no public money there is civil it is civil in nature there is no criminality what so is what is the purpose what is why, the case what, the criminal why, the, conspiracy but why is the sarkar doing this what do they want obviously vendetta i think there's a larger picture and it refers to see there is a climate that has been created hmm. i think madhu referred to the fact that media works in a democracy when there is an open public that looks at what the media reports and then decides whether this is reason to scrutinize the government or not that has been created to climate where we don't have a public as soon as you put out a report that says the government has done this the public reacts and saying but you are like this or you are so and so you are anti national you are khalistani whatever it is so the substance of the report is negated that's the climate they've created how have they created part of it is exactly this that you will pick up uh, say in this atmosphere of the media or the opposition space that you want to tarnish you will pick up weak links what does the weak links means the case itself is not an outright blatantly false case yes hmm. there are reasons we have reported where something exists under pranoy and radhika for hmm. the violation of what they have done hmm. against chidambaram there will be violations that are possible but the manner in which they are being treated uh what is being done violates all provisions of rules of why do you need to stop pranoy roy from traveling abroad you think mm-hmm. he's running away i mean why do you need to arrest somebody in this fashion where was chidambaram going to go you can interrogate him at home so this lesson that is being taught it is the equivalent of filing a sedition case against hardcore it has no meaning but it sends a lesson to everybody it further now when we defend these people they will turn around and say look at these guys they are defending criminals they are defending mm. this it is further being used to marginalize any voice that questions it at the same time already tarnishing whatever exists of the liberal space or the progressive space so oh, this is the kind of people liberals support this is the kind of media the liberals had to begin with basically it's part of that campaign as i see yes madhu what is the did you what is your view on this your take the same you know, basically that they've been successful ke dara ke rakhna sab rakhna agar mayawati ko dara ke chup kara diya hai like in this ravidas temple all right she should have spoken up yeah it's a base but she said she said the opposite yeah. she supported the court she supported the dda she supported the center on this issue that hmm. to me was appalling that she's turned her back on the dalits in fact so they've really got her by the hey okay <laughs> so this i mean uh, i must talk about this modi hmm. his macho voice at india today conclave hmm. when he said you know i think three four times darna zaruri hai darna zaruri yeah. he was he was he was अगर अगर उन्होंने कुछ किया है तो डरना जरूरी है इसके लिए भी डरना जरूरी है फाइव सिक्स टाइम्स एंड द रिस्पॉन्स ऑफ द ऑडियंस वाज लाइक dar rahe the pin drop silence the only thing i wish it applies to him as well no, <laughs> <laughs> no but he said na in uh, discovery that mujhe to dar lagta hai nahi lagta hai nahi main to jo bhi kar lu i don't believe in killing but aise 1000 2000 log mar jaye under my watch so why am i responsible i'm just the chief minister no, but, but uh, abhi he was i will say that he's he's a fantastic speaker and i think in today's day and age 
that trumps anything else that you need to get elected i mean you can be a complete you know uneducated illiterate you know you know nothing about policy as long as you speak well i was seeing his speech in france yeah. abhi which he was giving earlier today he's a fantastic speaker he can tell you a story yeah. you know ki india it's not just about governance we are building a new india it means nothing he picks but he picks the story Yeah. very well exactly and he, he tells it very well no, but we yeah, are able to see through his stories no, so others are not able no, no, to see through even if you have but the fact is i'll still watch 30 minutes of him speaking even if after that i kudo i will not watch 30 minutes of you know many other uh, politician speaking because he keeps you engaged in that whether you say are criticizing him or not but at least you want to listen to his story and There's then you can trash it well, event I, being planned in texas called howdy modi ha uh, and it's sold out already oh and no. it's it's so i have another howdy modi it, i have another email after this <laughs> i want to talk about the ravidas issue mm. and then you know we can uh, isi bahane we can talk about hartosh's favorite politician arvind kejriwal the new hope Luke Skywalker, the Jedi. He's, 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 he's still going to waste time on him. He's, he's offered a hundred acres. He's offered a hundred acres to rebuild the uh, Ravidas Temple wherever they want. It was that big. Where are the hundred acres coming from? It was that big. He uh, said, "I'm offering hundred acres to." He should no, get no, that no, for the said, low flow no, buses. No. I don't think he, he said, can. He said no, no, the, he he said said the, the central government has to give me land. He said, "I'll build it." He said, "I we will build ah, a bhaiya mandir." तो उसके तो बस उसके बस उसके बस इसका order दे दिया उसको पाक करने के और land नहीं दे रहे वो temple कांग बनाने। But let me just read this email first, and then we shall tell our listeners what is this whole Ravidas issue. This email is from Anand Maran says, "I'm a long time Mufat Khor and a new subscriber. Well, Abhinandan's appeals do work. Thank you, Anand. Appreciate it. This email may not be as articulate as written by some others." And God, I get goosebumps when Abhinandan reads them. Getting to the point, I'm looking for an opinion of your panel, especially Madhu and Anand. Well, Anand, Anand is not here, but we shall ask him next time. But Hartosh is here. Maybe he'll have some. <laughs> I don't think we'll have the same opinion. You never know. Yeah, could be as a guy. In this age of maybe technology, maybe he broke his leg turning sides. <laughs> <laughs> In this age of technology, when you get multiple versions, Anand will never turn sides. <laughs> when multiple versions of the same information and everyone thinks that they have the most credible account like all the people who choose to be on the fence and prefer to look at things in an unbiased manner i get really confused when talking to bhakts friends and family included because they are so sure about their version of the story that it makes you doubt your point to explain what i'm saying i am quoting chernobyl quote the real danger is that we that if we hear enough lies then we no longer recognize the truth mm. at all what can we do then unquote I think this quote is what I'm trying to ask of the panel. How does a common man draw a line between where the truth ends and misdirection offered by almost all mainstream media begins? Keep up the good work; it makes a difference. Well, Anand, I hope it makes a difference because we tried. I'm hard, but you know, and what this point Anand is making, it's it's very serious because I have a really close friend who's who's not interested in politics as never has been, but now because everyone's on WhatsApp groups and he gets, so I mean, I'm like his. पर्सनल सेक्रेटरी ही जस्ट फॉरवर्ड्स भाई ये ट्रू है क्या भाई इसका ये बता भाई सो आई एम लाइक फक आई एम नॉट सिटिंग ऑल डे वेटिंग टू टेल यू वॉट इज राइट बट सम ऑफ द रिपोर्ट्स ही सेंडिंग ही इज एन एजुकेटेड गाय ही इज यू नो डेली यूनिवर्सिटी वन ऑफ द टॉप कॉलेजेज वन ऑफ द टॉप डेली स्कूल्स यू नो डिड एम बी एस एम बी ए बट इज गैट सो घुसोड इन देर वर्क ना सेल्स टारगेट्स मीट करना है वो दे हैव नो आइडिया ऑफ दैट विच 
and for them you know 60 minutes is as credible as a bright bar is as credible as an open india you know so some of the articles he sends i'm like i said like, dude what did your parents send you to school and college for yeah if you have to ask me this shit there's he one says, clip that's going says, but, around he says but you'll be surprised he says niku there are a lot of people like me yeah. you don't make fun of me there's I'm one shocked. clip that's going around which is so bizarre that you'd think that how could anyone believe it so this is this guy who's got this conspiracy theory on every news organization is owned by christian missionaries church, or whatever yeah, i've seen and is the funniest is that all of them are owned by christian missionaries including times of india so jains would be turning <laughs> somersaults in anger that they think they'd be owned by christian missionaries and then also india today is owned by christian missionaries and then that ndtv is going to buy india today <laughs> yeah i've seen this one now how clever is that ndtv who's surviving by the skin of their teeth is going to buy india today who's doing really well and doesn't need anyone to buy them in fact i've and seen this make arun puri flip i've seen this one it resurfaces every couple of years yeah, this has been doing the rounds for a very long time why are they forwarding something which is such obviously wrong obviously so, no, so panel tell me why do people believe this stuff why you said you listen to modi because he's very good at it i listen to modi amisha and others just to make points what facts they are giving hmm. for example i remember uh, modi the first speech he gave at srcc in that speech he was recounting that how he brought changes in is in, in his own state hmm. he said how a villagers who produce maximum banana but they were never able to sell it because the roads were bad so he made such good roads now they are exporting so gujarat is the highest exporter in banana so i make note of these points and then i fact check hmm. so akela mila and kela ne kela mila gujarat kele kela bro kidhar karte hain if you go back to if you go back to i i made five points uh, in srcc uh, you know this thing and and i checked i i called up the uh, you know the largest exporter in gujarat i i when i did all my research and it was all false so this is how i do it i mean, and, and i i think he's very right when he says if you tell lies again and again it becomes a truth it becomes a truth this is what is happening this is what is happening problem the other solution kya hai no solution educated people why do they send you forwards obviously fake asking is it because fake because we make the mistake of assuming that we are actually in the realm of logic or facts these people who believe him know these things are false this is an emotive appeal and we want to counter it by facts it's not going to work i mean i will say one simple thing and I mean, why my extended family i from sikh background i may not believe that's okay but in my extended family there is nobody who tells me that this man is a great man yeah they all think the man is a moron i mean mm. let us be frank yeah? in mm. the good sardar way that ene te desh da beda gar karta hai ga itna ne na kuch na kuch problem create karni karni hai karti hai ki why do they think this because emotionally they are responding as a minority nobody has to tell them there is no threat to the sikhs through modi or hindutva mm. but why does punjab suddenly start thinking so differently from the rest of the country why are sikhs reacting in this fashion why are they going out of their way to stand with kashmiris why is amrinder putting mm. out something on one day why is and that, over that and over again after pulwama and balakot there was no patriotic fervor and warmongering in punjab they all thought modi was leading us down the garden path which he was why is that because 
Primarily, it's emotional. It is emotional. The people who you are talking to, they are not responding to facts. They are remoting from their emotive, majoritarian identity. Let us be honest about it. That is what we are facing. That does not go away easily. It's not an easy battle to win. Hmm. What do you think, Madhu? You think it is basically everyone's emotionally decided where they are and they're just looking for reasons to back that. Yeah, it's been become like... Um, look for read only things that you know you will agree with and uh, if you write uh, the kind of objections one gets on twitter on some of the news laundry articles is is biased mm. so bias is another word that i don't agree with mm. but it's not biased it's just that you don't agree mm. with it so mm. you have to just look for things that you agree with and that is unbiased so the word biased has become colored unbiased has become colored uh, objective of course is never there but the the perception of basically the brains have become twitterized where all abuse is okay mm. uh, the only way you can engage with someone is by being abusive bina baat gali dete for nothing for no reason and i think this twitterizing of of the brains and sh- and sheep like thinking ke aise hi hai whether it's true or not it's a very dangerous thing to happen to our country i mean look at what is uh, there is such a thing as national character mm-hmm. and how is our national character developing from the time of 1947 where asceticism sacrifice all these uh, were noble qualities to develop today you look at the noble qualities to develop are how best you can harass and abuse a celebrity you taught that person a lesson शाबाश थे लॉट्स ऑफ शाबाश के कितनी बदतमीजी की बहुत बढ़िया किया दिस इज सो आई हैव टू क्वेश्चन दैट वी आर बींग लेड इन टू अ नेशनल कैरेक्टर विच इज रियली डेंजरस डैमेजिंग एंड डिबिलिटेटिंग एज ह्यूमन बींग्स जस्ट नॉट थिंकिंग द एबिलिटी टू क्वेश्चन इज गॉन एनी वन क्वेश्चन इज ब्रांडेड um okay let's move on to i'll just lay the context for our listeners who have been following this about two days ago uh, there was this huge almost i mean depending on what numbers you believe i think anything from 5 to 10000 in total um the yeah, agitation more than that certainly more than okay more than probably okay so then i, I guess probably 20 30000 cuz yeah. if you tens of thousands yeah. if you if you fill up ramlila uh, ground that's about 60000 because i remember we used to keep track back in the janlokpal days if it's half it's about 20 so this if that filled it up then it's probably an no, ex- ex- excess of 30000 um there were people who were protesting against the demolition of a ravidas temple for those who don't know who uh, guru ravidas is he is a extremely important uh, deity to the dalit community especially in north i believe you know he's not especially a deity he's not a deity he ah. was a, a guru a, no he was, he was like a kabir poet. he was ah. a poet he was a writer and a progressive writer right of the dalit community himself of the 15th century right it's 500 years old yes hmm. and he, and he wrote about discarding all the things that were what in his view debilitating hinduism it's not that he moved away from hinduism but he wanted to move away from the caste based kind of um, religiosity ritu- rituals in fact that were in practice he, and he features a lot in the you know those albums that start from punjab akha putte chamara exactly so he is he is in line with valmiki and kabir and mm. ravidas right so so, so sant ravidas is the term cause hmm. is part of the whole bhakti sant tradition hmm. he is also part of uh, select poets from the bhakti tradition are included 
in the Guru Granth Sahib. Okay. okay. And uh, a lot of his verses are there on the Guru Granth Sahib. For the Sikhs, he has a sanctity, which is the equivalent to Baba Farid or uh, Kabir. Uh, and the, the these poets who are included in the Granth Sahib, apart from the Gurus themselves, the Sikh Gurus, have a huge sanctity for the Sikhs. So you will hear Shabads, etc. Uh, in those verses... Sant describes himself as a leather worker. So he is from the Jatab or the, that caste. Mm. And in Punjab, especially, the Jatabs have become followers of Sikhism, mm. have now broken away over the last 10 years from Sikhism itself after, because they have a continuing line of Gurushub that they believe, which the Sikh orthodoxy reacts to. So 10 years ago in Vienna, a Ravidas Guru was assassinated by Orthodox Sikhs. And that has led to a schism between the Ravidas followers of Sikhism and Sikhism and itself. And there's a term for them, not the followers the Ravidas of Ravidas They are almost an incipient new religion in Punjab. Mm. And so, Jini Mahi and all what we call the whole mm. pop movement are Ravidasias themselves. That's so why in the videos, Ravidas plays a very important role. It's also role. an affluent and powerful community in Punjab because they've had migration to Europe for two, three generations, to England in the same way as the rest of the population from Punjab. So they have money. And in Punjab, Dalit assertion goes back a long time. So mm -hmm. most of the people who came were coming. So don't look at UP politics for this mobilization. This mobilization was a Punjabi mobilization yes. with Dalit assertion, which has actually never been afraid of pushing back in the first place. So they were not going to be bothered by the police or the threat of others or any upper caste violence. They are far more used to assertiveness and a claiming of identity than Dalits in the rest of North India. The Bhim army jumped in to say that we will support you, but Chandrasekhar was not the driving or organizing exactly. force. Exactly. So, yes. in fact, the first protests happened in Ludhiana, Jalandhar, Phagwada, Gurdaspur and Amritsar. So, uh, Kapoorthala, Hosharpur. The Dwapa region mainly. Of and Shaheed Bhagat Singh Nagar. So, these are the areas where... So, a temple was demolished here in Delhi... I think it is because they are basically in court. They On filed Supreme that, Court order. Supreme Court order that there is kya hai, no, land. They are, uh, they are in uh, green zone. So yeah, what do you call it? That you have basically illegally spread your no, land. Not illegal, no, no, they, no, they, they called it suddenly a green zone was declared. The temple may be older oh. than the green zone. Ah. So they are held in violation. Now the simple fact, which is what is angering the Dalits, that green zone exceptions have been made by the government for hundreds no, and no, no. thousands of reasons and it couldn't be made for exactly. this. Exactly. And in fact, a hmm. flyover, which we did a story on, in fact, News Laundry broke a story, the flyover going to Delhi University, it avoided a temple and a mosque, but demolished a school. So we had done that story uh, on that. But So that demolition happened, so there was a discontent among the Dalit community. So they said we will march from here in Ramlila Maidan to Tughlaqabad, where the temple was. And meanwhile, Arvind Kejriwal has said that if the center gives me the land, I will rebuild the temple. He's trying to make this an election issue. I think he's smelt an opportunity he's after a very long time. And he's trying to cash in on it. I don't know how successful he'll be. So that is the context. Now, in that huge gathering of people who were protesting this, in that march, they ended up, you know, breaking a bunch of cars. There was some violence. But that was also the time when three very nimble CBI officials were jumping over a particular wall in Jorbag. So no camera <laughs> went and showed what is happening there. No one speak with, spoke with all those people. What is the problem? Like Hartosh said, I didn't see any analysis that so many exemptions have been made for green zone. Why not this one? Because at that time you had to show how agile the, 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 the gazelles of the CBI are. 
ऑन दिस नौमधु other buildings no, no, this temple existed much before 1985 dda started you know their campaign in 1985 so, 1985 that's what one of the claims no no yeah, they, dda some some are saying it is more than 100 uh-huh. years it was, old well, uh, there was one guy rupa even before the rupa dda came into being somebody, this temple the was temple existed there was so, a, a man who uh, built a small little mat uh, uh, like a there, small yeah, right yeah. and then a few little right, di- different right. things and then in a big official a uh, temple was built in 1959 hmm. and so subsequently the dda decides in 19 in the 80s to file a case against officers are going after this this particular But thing. I'll speculate For years, on Madhu, I'll speculate on this I'll tell you why I think and and this I'll tell you the DDA uh, office there No I have a friend who's in court against the largest Indian PSU in Indian Oil Corporation because they occupied the pump and they have not matlab lease khatam ho gaye they are paying them 100 rupees a month for a prime property pump in the middle of a metro and they've gone and many times met the people dude this case is going on they said look unless a minister wants to either make you lose the case or make you win the case none of us is going to do anything different so we will just keep kicking the can down the road i think in this case it's not like anyone wanted that land unless someone actively said that don't touch it so they were just wh- why didn't that happen and this keeps coming back to survey you created the lack of specially dalit or ravidas representation in the bureaucracy or par means that nobody realizes the importance of what mm. is happening mm. it is also explains partly yes you have to focus on chidambaram but after all it's 50000 dalits marching through delhi if it right. had been a vhp protest mm. which was a quarter of this size mm. asking for a mandir in ayodhya with which has been demolished illegally a masjid in the first place we would all be there covering and talking and prime yeah. time would be dictated by this so yes there is a great amount of reason to concede to the fact that caste bias also the structure of our it's society itself is a very interesting <laughs> point if there was more representation caste representation of ravidasia representation or jatav representation in the media it would have been an issue it would have been an issue in the bureaucracy it would have been an issue in ministry or cabinet it would have been an issue right so um but uh, just coming to the violence bit what mother what mother said i thought was very interesting that kejriwal a uh, banya from haryana is offering to rebuild this temple while mayawati is saying very bad with they they caused violence on the way i think my personal feeling is the only time mayawati will give up on her base is when she's decided she's getting out of active politics i don't think she's getting back into politics jo kamaya kamaliya ab sp mark par hai ghar var sab kuch hai otherwise against hai yaar you cannot abandon your base it is political suicide i have no idea how she's done it unless she 
genuinely wants to retire from politics i would like the panel's view how does someone do that it's like modi saying hindutva is not an issue for us that's the end of his politics no no i, I don't think she is doing that she is very much her survival depends on politics she has an 18 19% vote share in up still mm. nobody walks away from that the point is which is why i gave the background the emotive significance and its impact is an electoral issue is in punjab not in up in up it will not have mm. that effect the this was the first time you've seen post kanchira that the dalits of punjab which is a huge constituency 30% of the state mm. and of up marching together with the bhim army she has lost her linkage to punjab a long time ago mm. kanchiram himself comes from a community that this protest represents you know he By was the way, for, for those who are not knowing kanchiram had actually started bsp in punjab mm. and because of his he lack of success was from there, a sikh mm. family which had adharmi associations from this very community in some senses mm. which is protesting that link is now broken it could be dissociated but she is not very interested in politics outside up so for whether it is pressure or not she is willing to trade it off because it will not cause her electoral losses but it can potentially serve i don't think it's ending here as mobilization for dalits and the danger for mayawati is eventually many flashpoints like this will ensure that dalit leadership moves away to other people if she does not eventually intervene which is a good thing i think uh, no i think she has a uh, you know low face and uh, mm. she may resurrect <laughs> but if she doesn't then there are many people waiting in the wing okay i have another quick announcement and we'll have two quick issues and we'll wind up uh, for those of you who are not able to access hafta on our app because the app is down please go through our web don't go through the app because like i told you the app is going to take a while to fix but meanwhile if you must listen to our podcast through the app you can go to castbox uh, and those of you wanting you don't have to, uh, subscribe twice if you're a subscriber on news lonely then come through our website whether it's through the web or whether it's through the through the browser on your laptop but if you want to come in through an app then go to castbox which is a podcast platform and those of you who are listening to this podcast on different platforms like iTunes and Stitcher the latest podcasts are not uploaded on those you are 3 weeks behind because the latest ones are only available to subscribers and the only platform where you can get the latest is through castbox for which you pay 590 rupees and why is it more expensive there because google gets 30% cast uh, 18% is tax and the rest comes to us what about soundcloud soundcloud also they they'll get only 3 week old stuff so you can come through castbox click on it and if you subscribe to the premium package then you'll get the latest uh that's yeah that's 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 what you'll have to do and secondly you can where do you uh, download this you can download castbox on the google play store or you know any of the places where you download stuff and if you're listening to our podcast on any other platform do give us a high ranking because that makes us discoverable more to others and then more people will listen to us and pay to keep news free because when the public pays the public is served when advertisers pay advertisers are served until you you pay to keep news free news will die Now let me just give a few headlines, and we'll just discuss one more issue. One is Bhupender Singh Hooda says he's going to be the chief minister candidate of Haryana with the without the Congress. उसको भी उसको ही पर निकल गए हैं. Basically, everyone's abandoning the Congress. There's huge flooding in North India. Last week we had a guest from the South. There's been flooding in Punjab, Himachal. It's getting worse every year, even in the North of India. In fact, some people were stuck in Manali and stuff, uh, who had to be rescued because the hotel got completely submerged. Then. The Delhi High Court seeks the centre's response to a plea seeking the same legal age for marriage. 
because right now legal age for marriage for men is 21 and for women is 18 i guess the uh, the the kind of wisdom in that is that women get wiser at 18 than men get at 21 right that's <laughs> why is there a difference in the age i guess that's because there is a this is actually patriarchal there's a disparity uh, in arranged marriages so if a woman has to get married at 18 the man has to be two or three or four years older old. that is i think the thinking behind this so it's not Achy. a very progressive thing so anyway they want it same age which is yeah fine i think they should also give advice that if you don't get married it's best but advice karni hai to ye 25 30 kar lo ye to meri to advice yahi hogi munno bachcho you and modi ha suddenly ha yahan par we are all on the same page then the unnau rape was ma- modi is married yeah. oh right he that's I, right but he had got married he but just doesn't support the unnau <laughs> rape survivor accident uh, you know that that mysterious accident happened the supreme court has rejected the four week demand that cbi wanted and they said complete investigation of two weeks and apparently they have not yet taken the um kya kehte hain the, the statement of of the accident uh, victim they haven't taken the official statement that's in the article i read i was like wow they're scaling walls meanwhile uh pragya singh thakur pragya no, i think thakur, maybe she's medically not able to able to at the moment yeah. no no not just her of course she's not come to his senses but there were a whole bunch of others right regarding the accident so apparently they haven't taken any of the statements of course she st- may still be in coma she and her aunt hmm. but they were apparently there were like three witnesses there were two drivers there was some other people who no there's one one uh, one statement has been taken who's uh, the one who was the here in the car alive hmm. and uh, she said ki uh, this truck hit from the front hmm. straight on the hit so anyway the supreme court has finished this off in two weeks then karnataka's finally announced his cabinet but apparently not everything is well there apparently is going to be making a trip yeah now uh, and manmohan singh is back to the rajya sabha to sit quietly once again ISRO has entered the moon's orbit and has done some maneuver which has made it's a major milestone that has been crossed now and it sent its first photograph which everybody is talking about but the one issue that i want to close with before we talk about khayam who died is a bust came up in delhi university of three people subhash chandra bose veer savarkar and bhagat singh veer let us not endorse official veer, mythology yes, there is no veer in that the <laughs> absolutely okay so we shall not call him veer that's true actually it's it's savarkar so um and the 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 college authorities say we don't know we haven't given permission i don't know how it came up i mean the best is in no, our days vice chancellor used to react so fast no but the thing Nothing is this nature so can in, in delhi university something like this can come up They say we haven't authorized it, but don't have the guts to take it down. Ah, that's what I'm saying. That's what that's what I find fascinating. Ah. So the teen beach dali, thoda pani dala. अपने आप हो गए. Now the thing is, so yesterday the NSUI president, <laughs> who did not have the budget that you know Congress के इतने बुरे दिन आ गए कि he wanted to basically put fool के garlands on uh, you know Subhash Chandra Bose and Bhagat Singh. एंड पुट जूतों की माला ऑन सावरकर एंड ब्लैक एंड द फेस तो एक तो इतना वो मतलब मतलब मसा मसा ही चढ़ रहे हैं मतलब मैंने कहा स्टूल रखते यहाँ वहाँ पता नहीं उसको कोई बम ऊपर उठा रहा होगा और किसी तरह वो जूता फिर वो ऐसे फेंक रहा था हिया टू ऑल्सो भी केयरफुल कि ऐसे फेंके और जूता भगत सिंह या वहाँ लग जाए तो चलो उसको वहीं पढ़ेंगे तो फिर ही गेम अप ऑन दैट ही टुक सम और ब्लैक he could not even put it on his hand and rub it on savarkar's hand to so with a marker 
ही वॉज लाइक ऐसे ऐसे कर रहा था इट इज द मोस्ट क्लमजी अटेम्प्टेड ब्लैक एंड एनी वन फेस एनी मोमेंट आई थॉट सावर कट स्टार्ट लाफिंग राहुल को बोल स्टूल का तो पहले भगत सिंह एंड आई थिंक दिस इज वेर दीजेपी सक्सेसफुल दैट अलॉट ऑफ पीपल हु वुड कंसिडर सर पेट्रियट्स अलॉट ऑफ दू नो चेयर लीडर्स ऑफ of of mr modi up from bengal whether they are from you know the journalist community or you know other civil society community i don't think in a normal day time and state of mind they would ever tolerate subhash chandra bose and savarkar being put at the same level ditto for punjabis they would never let bhagat singh who you know seven films have been made i don't think there's any freedom fighter not even gandhi on whom more films have been made in fact in one year three films are made rajkumar santoshi as everyone said who wanted to revive his career bhagat singh bhi banate hain film how they have managed to confidently say that we will put this guy at the same level as them and it won't cost us politically how how have they managed to do that let me start with the punjabi this is the truth of our times the, the truth of our time is based on deliberate ignorance in the first place See, the one important thing you must remember through the freedom movement forget the congress you can't find one prominent incident or prominent personality who the right worships whether it is a bose or a bhagat singh etc who had an active role in the freedom movement or the naval mutiny which did not have a secular ethos which did not distinguish between hindus and muslims what was the great ina trial at the red fort it was about shah nawaz dhillo all names and uh, and the same way bhagat singh bhagat singh was virulently anti hindutva and communalism mm. he having killed for uh, lajpat rai brings out a pamphlet decrying lajpat rai that for a few dollars he has sold us down the soul because of his beliefs in a communal india bhagat singh criticizes the very man he had defended mm. and bhagat singh but this has been for a while the rss works in this fashion bhagat singh's picture is in every rss office you know i mean he if he had a grave he would be spinning for millions of times because this was complete anathad and bhagat singh himself if you go back and read and since nobody reads bhagat singh himself has written even in terms of the congress he had said and the bjp will hate it even more that the man the young should look up to and he talks at a time when bose and nehru are the two leaders of the indian imagination he says why we must look to nehru and not bose mm. because bose talks of the greatness of the indian past and gets lost in it like the rss but what matters is what nehru is doing in the kind of temper he's bringing to the country mm. so bhagat singh has stood for everything the rss doesn't but this this is a country that is willing to be stupid be stupefied by stupid people mm. there is no argument against that nobody can do anything to people who are willing to dis- bent on destroying themselves that is what i'm saying and does is it a sign of the power the complete power of not even the government just the fear of the hindutva backlash that the college authorities haven't had the guts to take that bus off till now they are hindutva authorities by the way another <laughs> college and the idea i think putting all of them together savarkar the idea is to claim their legacy hmm. so that's what uh, uh, you know the present government is trying to do 
well speaking of legacy bollywood lost uh, one of the finest music composers i i have have mixed him up as a lyricist <laughs> but it speaks volumes for me but uh, he a very interesting article about him that i remembered and i kind of revisited he had donated all his wealth yes to build some sort of a um, kya kehte hain um, a trust for to support new artists new artists so I, we should do a story i wonder what happened to that trust hmm. so he died and um, a, a lot of people you know said that we've lost one of the finest music composers but umrao jaan i think continues to be his most remembered composition kabhi kabhi of course yes kabhi kabhi as well so yeah how many generations are you guys any favorites of his that you remember his music are you i to love that wo subha kabhi to hai no that to me That's is the ultimate breaking every time you hear it and what yes. makes me angry is it was written in the 50s and why is it relevant today it shouldn't yes. be hmm. those issues should be redundant by now but they're not but whatever sahid wrote the, is the so frustration so of poverty the despair like, the despair of poverty Uh, that by now yes. in 70 years no, should but, have not but you know i do think making music is always more difficult than writing poetry because you're limited by just he, i another no, song of his another song ilk. of his which i just love that is from shankar husain the first uh, movie i think he had kahin ek masoom nazuk si ladki bahut khoobsurat that's such a that's a black uh, and white one and what i what i normally used to feel about khayam that he's a minimal uh, music i mean minimal music minimal instruments and he used to make the uh, you mm. know the song so beautiful that's why they work uh, there was so also just one simple thing i'm not a great fan of music in general but the <laughs> one fact that comes out of a biography that we have to take note of today which nobody noted for all these years that this is mohammed khayam married to jagjit kaur ah, in a film kaur, industry yes. that did not tell us i have no clue about what was what was jagjit kaur is the singer of singer. many of the songs along with her she She's was married to her ha uh-huh. punjabi folk singer and that this was an industry that was not bothered with these distinctions this was not a country that was bothered by it we, yes. we are taking note of it only today because we are now in yeah, an atmosphere yeah, where there are Muslim yeah. marriages yes. in, in Bollywood yes. now, which nobody noticed yes. which was the beautiful part beautiful. Now, now we have monkeys posing as directors and censor board chiefs who make everything about this and people like this this talent today is not going to be possible three or five years down the line in Bollywood it's clearly already the case this is the environment we are producing and what a singer Jagjit Kaur was what a singer so we will end with a Khayam song but before that can I ask the panel to give their recommendations for the week and if you have any feedback to give to us you can write to us at contact at newslaundry.com I repeat contact at newslaundry.com you can write hafta in the subject line and do tell others about our podcast so they can also listen to it discover it and also listen to our other podcast reporters or orders which are young team of reporters records here at news laundry and they can tell you about their experiences when they go out and report so recommendations whether you want to start well i don't know whether to recommend it now because it's very heavy reading for the average reader it's, i'm reading a book by paul aster a collection of his prose which is completely mind changing and turns your thinking upside down brilliant writer and i'm also reading his wife uh, siri hustvet a uh, book what i loved and it, the way uh, both of them uh, write about how the brain thinks in novels or in prose is how the which direction the brain goes in so 
it's it's quite fascinating. And in terms of articles, I think uh, Pratap Bhanu Mehta's this morning in Indian Express was a good one. Mm-hmm. Also, Hindu wrote a piece on um, the suppression of data, uh, which is a good Aarti one. Mehra. Yeah, mm-hmm. so that is a good one. Bas baat hogi. Hartosh ji, what do you recommend? I'll start as usual by differing with someone. I think Pratap Bhanu Mehta does uh-huh. not understand the Ravidas issue. It was all about UP and not a word of Punjab. His it's piece? a big mistake. Yeah, uh-huh. that's not the Punjab is not mentioned there at all. It takes great misunderstanding to achieve that kind hmm. of uh, informed opinion. Hmm. Uh, but uh, so this is a good example of somebody who doesn't know much about the subject and just thinking it's great. Hmm. So whenever I've seen that when I know a subject well and somebody writing it like once Christian Amanpour was covering Marit, uh, Mother Teresa's funeral and because I knew the subject so well in terms of Mother Teresa's whole life in detail uh, having visited her and everything and I saw the gaffes that that Amanpour made were shocking so yeah hmm. I the but pro- I mean still people should engage and read with it hmm. no but still oh. I I take hmm. that oh. hmm. And uh, I would again recommend a plug. It would be also a cover story. Praveen Donthi has already reported one long piece from Kashmir, a good 4,000, 5,000. I think it's the most detailed, gripping read from Kashmir that has come out yet. And I think he will be shortly coming back with, and we will have another longer piece about not just Srinagar, but what the whole valley, what the situation is. And I think I recommend both these as great reads. I think Praveen Donthi is actually over the past few years been doing some of the finest journalism in India. It's so. Uh, I'll recommend our Kashmir stories, hmm. uh, you know, by Ayush Tiwari. Hmm. Uh, he's done three of them. He uh, is returning today, so he's going to file some more. And also one story by Vrinda Gopinath, uh, who wrote about the, how sex helped, you know, Kashmiri. Yeah, that was very. I very, saw that. Uh, I saw the video story on NTV. Very right. moving and, and such such yes. amazing guys. Yeah, yes. those guys. Yes. And what I loved about that interview of that guy, um, one of those gentlemen, I don't mm. remember his name. He said that our community has faced the brunt in '84, mm. and he wasn't saying this with really the anger and bitterness. We just want to make sure it doesn't happen again. Yes, the piece I'd highly recommend is actually that podcast by Amit Verma. I think it's fantastic. It actually opened my eyes to a lot of issues about the history of Jammu and Kashmir. That even though I'd done a lot of research, but mine was only limited to maybe you know 1940s onwards. They go way back, so it's it's quite. And an please interesting recommend book. our comic strip, Kashmir ki kahani. Oh yes, and please check out Kashmir ki kahani. That is a great take on Kashmir, post independence onwards. Um, so and the Maria Risa interview on News Laundry. Please, actually. of course, you must watch the Maria Risa interview on News Laundry. It's on our website. You can also go to our YouTube channel. It's on Facebook. You can also search it under the Media Rumble. Last year, where Hartosh had interviewed her. And this year she's on the cover of Time, so maybe her social interview one of us, and we'll be on the cover of Time soon. So, <laughs> thanks, Atosh, for joining us. We hope more subscribers subscribe, so we don't have to make you do this free of cost in future, and we can at least match the rates that the shouters give on their prime time. No, <laughs> and we can even get a Pakistani. Then we can even get a Pakistani. They may charge more. Ask for a premium person. We'll both speak in Punjabi. <laughs> Make oh. you speak Punjabi. That would be that, a real achievement. That, 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 <laughs> then, then we'll get too much hate mail. <laughs> <laughs> On that note, thank you for joining us. Until next week, keep listening to our podcasts.
other News Laundry podcasts are available on Stitcher, iTunes and any other podcast platform. Please subscribe to News Laundry. Help us keep news independent. To catch all our podcasts on news, pop culture, current affairs and sport, visit newslaundry.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram and subscribe to our YouTube channel.